I'm Oliver Culling, and this is the My Senses TV Childhood Quiz. <laughs> and a very warm welcome back. Great to have you with us for another 20 questions to see how much you know about growing up as a TV-obsessed child in 1970s Britain. Now, this is the second of our special quiz editions, and we'd still love to hear from you and see what you think of the idea. You can leave me a message on our blog at www.my70stvchildhood.com. Find us on the socials, or you can email me quiz at my70stvchildhood.com. I've had lots of messages following our first quiz, and I think some of you need to do a bit of homework. Several of you said that you enjoyed the quiz, but were reluctant to share your scores. I shan't name the person who admitted to getting 6 out of 20, but there were lots of respectable scores around the 10 to 15 mark. Top score I've had reported so far is from Lee, who scored a very impressive 16 out of 20. Sid tells me he should have scored more, but got Michael Rod mixed up with John Craven. That's an easy mistake to make, Sid. I think we've all done that at some point. And Nick says he must do better, after what I thought was a pretty respectable 11 out of 20. Helen, Lee, Michael, Judith and Graham, amongst others, all declined to tell me how much they scored. But don't worry, any of you. As Dream once said, things can only get better. I'd also like to thank Mark, who got in touch with some suggestions for future questions. Thanks, Mark. That also gives me an idea. If you've got a killer question that you'd like to see included in the quiz, share it with me, uh, together with the answer, of course, and I'll try and feature it in a future quiz. And finally, a word of thanks to all of you who appreciated the Call My Bluff bell to signal the start of a new round. I'm so glad you recognised it. Anyway, without further ado, I'll get on to this week's quiz. As last time, it's four rounds of five questions, making 20 questions in all, plus our bonus question, where you can pitch your wits against other listeners. So grab a pen and paper, settle down, and let's play. And for round one, it's time to spin the wheel. And we're back with our specially commissioned Wheel of Fate, constructed for you listeners at great expense by my Seventies TV childhood. And it helped us choose a feature year for our questions. So, let's spin the wheel. And it's landing on, wait for it, 1971. Okay, round one, question one. The two Ronnies made its debut in April of this year and ran until 1987. What was their sign-off exchange at the end of every episode? Question two. One of my Saturday Tea Time favourites, alias Smith & Jones, was first shown in the UK in 1971. But what were Smith & Jones's real names behind the aliases? So what were Smith & Jones's real names? Question three. On the 7th of June, 1971, the Blue Peter team buried a time capsule in the Blue Peter garden. When was it supposed to be opened? So when was the Blue Peter time capsule intended to be opened? Question four. Lord Brett Sinclair and Danny Wilde teamed up for the first time in 1971, but what were they better known as? And question five. We'll look at some music. Dave Edmonds' I Hear You Knocking was the Christmas number one in 1970 and stayed there for the first week of 1971. After that, though, what was the first new number one single in the charts in 1971? 
So, how are you doing after that first round? If that wasn't a good start, then never mind. Take a deep breath, put the podcast on hold for a few seconds, pour yourself another drink, as always, drink responsibly, and get ready for round two. And this round is our Phil Rouge, our recurring round which references things we've mentioned in previous episodes of our podcast. So if you're a regular listener, you might have a slight advantage. And I promise no questions about my Saturday tea this time. So let's play. Question one. In our episode Animal Magic, we look back to the animal fun we had with Johnny Morris. And we also noted that the Animal Magic theme tune was used for another BBC show more recently. What was that show? So which fairly recent BBC show used the Animal Magic theme tune? Question two. In our episode Five Minute Marvels, we looked at the short programmes that came on before the early evening news on the BBC. And in one of those, who lived next door to Kiki the Frog? Who lived next door to Kiki the Frog? Question three. Bit of law and order for us now. PC McGarry was the policeman in Camberwick Green. But what was his service number? Question four. We look back at whatever happened to the Likely Lads in an episode last October. But what were the names of the Likely Lads themselves? And I need both their first and their surnames, please. So what were the names of the Likely Lads? And question five. Our episode God Save the Queen wasn't, unfortunately, a retrospective view of the impact of punk rock on the late Queen's Silver Jubilee year. But it remembered what it was like as a child in 1977 celebrating the Silver Jubilee. Now, what gift did I and all my schoolmates get to celebrate the event? And I'm sure many of you had the same things from your school. So what presents did we get? So there we are, halfway through already, and hope you're still standing. Only another 10 questions to go. And next, we're going to have a new round, suggested by Neil, who dropped me an email. Neil really likes the fact that we use signature tunes in our regular podcasts and suggested we have a round of the quiz based on signature tunes. So round three is going to do that, and it's going to be dedicated to the late, great Tom O'Connor. So let's play Name That Tune. Okay, question one. Name this signature tune. to say i love that program and i love that tune let's move on to question two what slightly bonkers program was this a signature tune to
Question three. And this one's a bit tricky. Now listen to this one very carefully. Any ideas? Well, let's wait and see for the answers to whether you get that right. Question four. And this is quite an easy one, but there is actually a bonus mark here. So bonus point. This theme tune was used for two TV shows. One of them is reasonably obvious, but if you can name the other one, you can get a bonus point. Okay, and finally, this is a program that was on Schools TV on ITV. But can you tell me what it was called? like that i have to say all of those tunes take me right back to watching the shows as a child music is so powerful and it's redolent with memories so i think we might do that one again soon what do you think let me know and here we are in our final round which is called tv times and it's five questions of general 1970s tv trivia good luck and here we go American ventriloquist Sherry Lewis was, well, in my view, inexplicably popular in the 1970s. But what was the name of her most famous companion? What was the name of Sherry Lewis, the ventriloquist's most famous companion? Question two. What basketball team was doomed to be on the losing side every time the Harlem Globetrotters appeared on UK TV, normally from the Empire Pool Wembley? And when I say the Harlem Globetrotters, I mean the real live ones rather than the cartoon version. Question three. In Thunderbirds, which two members of the Tracy family took it in turns to be sat all alone in space on Thunderbird 5? Question four. Valley of the Dinosaurs was a Hanna-Barbera cartoon show which told the story of the Butler family who were sucked into a whirlpool and transported to a mysterious prehistoric world when their boat overturned on a river. Which river was it that their boat overturned on? It was mentioned in the opening titles, so if you remember those, you should be able to get this one. Which river did the butler's boat overturn on? And finally, we'll stay with cartoons. Who drove the Bouldermobile in Wacky Races? Who drove the Bouldermobile in Wacky Races? And that's the end of this week's quiz. Hope you enjoyed those questions. Now, I'll give you a moment to check your answers. And remember, no conferring or Googling, please. And whilst you're doing that, let's get the answers to last week's bonus question. If you remember, I gave you three statements about the late Mike Reed, one of which was false. They were A. Mike had a number one UK hit record. B. 
He introduced Lenny McLean, the bare-knuckle boxer, to acting and got him apart in Lock, Stock and Two Smoking Barrels. And C, he was president of Chelmsford City Football Club. And the false fact was A. Now, I think this is quite a tricky one, as many of you will remember his version of The Ugly Duckling, which did get into the charts, but it only got as high as number 10, so it didn't make it to the top of the hit parade, as people used to call it. So well done if you got that right. None of our correspondents got it right this time, so let's try and do better with this week's question, which will follow after the answers. Okay, so let's get on to this week's answers. Round one. Spin the wheel to 1971. The two Ronnies who started in 1971, what was their sign-off at the end of every episode? And so it's good night from me, and it's good night from him. Good night. Question two. Ailey Smith and Jones were actually Kid Curry and Hannibal Hayes. Question three. On the 7th of June 1971, the Blue Peter team buried a time capsule. When was it due to be opened? In the year 2000. But I'm sure some um, listeners will remember they actually had to dig it up at one point because the Blue Peter Garden was moved. And I think when they did open it up, it was rather disappointing because everything was damaged by water, so there wasn't actually much left. And that's another story. Question four. Lord Brett Sinclair and Danny Wilde were, of course, the persuaders. Question five. What was the first number one single in the charts in 1971? Well, I'm afraid to say it was Grandad by Clive Dunn. And I'm sure some of you probably had that, although you probably don't admit to that now. Round two, the Phil Rouge. The theme tune to Animal Magic was also used in W1A on the BBC. Question two, in our five-minute marvels, who lived next door to Kiki the Frog? It was, of course, Hector. And also Jar Jar the Cat in Hector's house. And P.C. McGarry, what was his service number? I'm sure you can all sing the song. P.C. McGarry, number 452. Anyway, you don't want my singing. So 452, P.C. McGarry. And who were the likely lads in Whatever Happened to the Likely Hads? They were Terry Collier and Bob Ferris. And question five, what did I get at school for the Queen's Silver Jubilee? I got a Jubilee crown in a presentation case, and I still have it. And uh, as I can tell on eBay, it's actually worth very little indeed, having held on to it for the last 40 years. Never mind. And on to the tunes. First tune. Hopefully uh, most of you got this one, because I had left out the first part. It was The Return of the Saint. Question two, the bonkers TV program I was referring to, was the successor to Rhubarb, Noah and Nelly. Question three. This one was a bit trickier, but well done if you get this one. The theme tune was to a program called The Georgian House, which was on ITV. And question four. I'm sure most of you have recognised the theme as Grange Hill, but it was also used as a theme tune for Give Us a Clue. And question five. The theme tune was to the school's programme Picture Box. Okay, last lap. Our TV Times round. Question one. Sherry Lewis's most famous companion was Lamb Chop, who I seem to remember being intensely irritating. But anyway, question two, the basketball team that was doomed to be on the losing side every time the Harlem Globetrotters appeared was the Washington Generals. Question three, 
The two members of the Tracy family who took it in turns to be set in space on Thunderbird 5 were John and Alan Tracy. And Valley of the Dinosaurs, I always used to like that opening sequence where the family's boat was sucked into a whirlpool and it was on the River Amazon. And finally, who drove the Boulder Mobile? It was the Slag Brothers, who were known as Rock and Gravel. If you've got the Slag Brothers, that's fine. If you've got Rock and Gravel as well, that's even better, but no extra points. So how have you got on? Let me know on our blog, social media, or by emailing quiz at my70stvchildhood.com. Can you beat last time's highest score of 16? And most importantly, have you beaten your family and friends? Let me know. So let's go on to the bonus question, which hopefully will be a bit more straightforward than last time. In our Name That Tune round, what has the answer to the second question, the Georgian house, got in common with Here Come the Double Deckers, Please Sir, and the reggae band Aswad? So what have the Georgian house, Here Come the Double Deckers, Please Sir, and the reggae band Aswad got in common? Send in your answers to quiz at my70stvchildhood.com and I'll reveal the connection on the next quiz. Well, I hope you've enjoyed our quiz, and that you'll join us next week for another regular podcast episode. We'll be back with a quiz in a fortnight. So thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us wherever you get your podcasts from, and join us again soon for more from My 70s TV Childhood. <laughs>